0: Blue Shirt Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway, and we're going streaking! I'm with Greg. Greg, say hello.
1: It's almost like you forgot my name there for a second, which is kind of impressive.
0: I did forget your phone number once, so we're great friends.
1: You didn't forget my phone number. I just think we had the realization that you don't have my phone number.
0: No, I used to have it. I used to, I swear. Now I do. Yeah, then what happened? I don't have it anymore. I never saved it, because I'm a bad friend.
1: (laughs) You're the worst. No, yeah, that's true.
0: No, I'm not going to deny it. Do you know who's really not the worst, though?
1: Uh, is it everyone on the Rangers? It
0: is everyone on the Rangers. That is correct. Five points for you. Uh,
1: Hey, oh, we're doing a point system now. Point
0: system, five points for Gregory, minus 20 for Papa John's. Oh,
1: God. They're going to go out of business. I feel so bad for them.
0: I've never eaten Papa John's, and the market is kind of working because I kind of want to eat one in celebration.
1: Nope, I still don't want to eat Papa John's.
0: Okay, is it wrong to, like, because I'm from New York, I don't want to eat Papa John's? Nope. Okay, I just want to you be have sure. Literal,
1: <laughs> you have actual pizza options, so why would you need... Yeah, like
0: I have pizza everywhere. Why yeah. do I want Papa John's? Even no, if it's for it's, $7. It's like,
1: it's like, hey, here's a $20 steak everywhere you go, and you can have it for $5. Or you could have this $1 steak 20 times, and someone will cry and convince you it's the same thing. It ain't.
0: It just doesn't make you sense, have, Greg.
1: In New York, you have great pizza options. Why? Like, mom-and-pop pizza shops are the best. They're the greatest. Eat mom and, Hashtag eat local pizza.
0: Hashtag eat local pizza. That's for sure. Anyway, Papa John's going to lose a lot of money. Five goals every game for the New York Rangers for the rest of the season. How many more five goal games do we have, Greg?
1: Oh, how many games are left in (laughs) the season? We've played 13. We played 13. uh, 81 minus 13. 68.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we
1: got about about 68 uh, five goal games. I think
0: 66 is a a fair over under. (laughs) Okay. This this team Uh, is pretty good. Uh, so yeah. today on the podcast, we're going to go pretty much gushing fangirl. Honestly, even though so much has happened, there's not much to really go in-depth analysis about other than, wow, this team could fucking score some goals. Uh, then we're going to do a little bit of rundown on national holidays and upcoming schedule for the Rangers, and we're going to talk a little bit of Cup World Series and Planet Earth 2. Oh, so I'm now, so excited for those Planet, Earth, Planet of Earth 2 is going to be quite the segment. Uh, so... We'll uh, we'll get to that. Hopefully you guys stick around, but for right now, let's talk Rangers. Greg, right now there's six players with over nine points, and there's five players with nine points. Can you name me, without looking, the six players with over nine points?
1: Uh okay. Uh Kevin Hayes.
0: That's one.
1: Matt Zucarello. Eh.
0: Okay. <laughs> He's with nine uh, points.
1: Rick Nash. Eh. Okay. That's
0: two. We got one more chance. You struck out twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh Chris Kreider. That is two, my friend.
1: Okay. okay uh Ryan Ryan McDonough.
0: Eh, you've struck it okay. out. All right. So here, here's the This is a great segment. It, uh, it is, this a, great is segment, a great segment. But it really just goes to show you how really widespread this team is. So here's who's the Or segment. just how
1: stupid I am. One or the other. It's
0: one or the other. But here here's the uh here's the six right here. JT Miller, right. Kevin Hayes, yep. Michael yep. Grabner, Jimmy Veezy. Yep. Chris Kreider. Okay. And Derek Stepan. Sure. So uh, that would be a quite every, and the other players you named are all at nine points. Oh well, yeah, I don't you, you were very close. This team is an offensive firepower. Greg, are they real?
1: Uh, look, I mean, like real as in these are actual people in uniforms. Yes, are real as in... Um,
0: is everything a simulated reality as theorized by Elon Musk?
1: I think you broke my brain okay. for a second. Um, <laughs>
0: okay. So I guess the question the question is,
1: is this sustainable? In, in, a, in a word, no, of course not. You, you're not going to score five goals a game every game for the rest of the season. That's a little ridiculous. Uh, however, counterpoint, the Rangers are rolling out four lines with incredibly talented people where your fourth line is Bucinevich, Peary, and Faust. Oh. And it's just unfair. It's
0: okay to make that noise, right?
1: Brandon Peary had a good quote after the game where he said the Rangers are difficult on opponents because your normal team is line after line after line that can keep pressure on an opponent like the Rangers are. And he's not wrong. It is remarkable how deep and talented this Rangers offense is. And we're seeing it. But hockey is a game of streaks and bursts. There will be a point in this season where the Rangers are struggling. But right now, this is like the 100th percentile outcome for the Rangers. This is the best case scenario. And I think this is attainable hockey at different points in the season. And you hope this is the kind of hockey the Rangers are playing come springtime. But let's not be totally insane. They're not going to be able to do this all year.
0: No, they can't do this all year. But this team, I, I we've said many times. We did not expect this team to be this good. This team is clicking on all cylinders, and I have to say, I think it's I think it's time to crown this team real. I, I was afraid we there was a chance we would make the playoffs. Now I'm I'm pretty full blown confident. I know it's early. I know we can go into skids. We're about to go on a West Coast road trip, which you know losing three of those games is plausible. It really is not because those teams are better than us, but because road games are hard, especially when you're on the West Coast. Um, I know that was stupid analysis, but it's true. So moving that forward, was.
1: That was not your best analysis. Basically, the best part about the this Rangers team being so deep...
0: Quick quick question.
1: Uh, okay.
0: What was my best analysis ever? <laughs> Ooh, uh, Ooh. Well,
1: Let's see. Yeah, that's a loaded question. I don't want to... Yep. I don't really want to get into it. I don't okay. want to break your heart. Sorry about that. Um, uh, I'm confused by this cycling event on TV. Okay, so all
0: right, uh, now for time for a new segment. Uh, what's Greg watching? Greg, what are you watching?
1: Uh, I will, I got to pull it back up.
0: All right, pull it, it back is, up, buddy.
1: It is called the UCI Track World Cup. Okay. And I, I don't understand what's Monday happening.
0: Monday night, 8 o'clock, recording this this podcast right now. Greg decides, you know what? Instead of the pregame for Monday Night Football as I record every week, we will go to cycling.
1: It's just – it's confusing. There's literally one woman from Russia just cycling so much faster. Everyone else is intentionally cycling slower, which doesn't make – I mean, oh, there are 34 laps to go. There are 34 laps to go, and she's about to lap the field. I uh, maybe so, I don't know. Speaking maybe. of speaking of unsustainable, well, I'm starting hey, to think her pace hey, is a little unsustainable.
0: Well, maybe she's a hacker. Do you ever think about that? A little bit of email I, hacking, Russian, a little bit of that. What if pa- that was, what if what, was what if is a spy? Was, this this podcast was, is going off the rails.
1: Yeah, you're struggling, man. Uh, I, I totally don't want to tell you to shut up because we're literally doing a show where you need to keep talking, but. Man, uh, my my analysis of this tracking cycling event was a little better than whatever you were just viewing.
0: I like how. Anyway, you, all right, whatever. Where were we? Um, I don't
1: know. First of all,
0: you so what, I was, waiting, saying, waiting, what no, I was saying. what I was saying. No. Ahead. Okay.
1: Okay. Go you ahead. got it. Yeah, good. I got it. I'm what good. I was saying is, this Rangers team is built in such a way where if a told if an entire line goes cold, like if for some reason, as well as Hayes. <laughs> Miller and Grabner are playing right now. Say we live in a reality where all three of them go ice cold. That will hurt the Rangers offensively, but it will not cripple them like it would cripple other teams because of the other lines they are rolling right now. Like, we're not talking so much about the zabinijad Kreider zuccarello line because I think Kreider is cooled off slightly and zabinijad Seems to be in a bit of a rut, but it really doesn't matter because the Hayes Grabner Miller line has been playing utterly incredible. So you almost don't notice it, and I think that's the benefit of having such a deep offensive core, where you can have people go cold, and it it's not so much that it doesn't matter; it's just that you you don't notice.
0: No, you've had which no idea. Kreider has not been; he's been this similar to when he got back from injury, but. He's not been putting up the offensive stats that he was when he was on fire before he got hurt. But now you, like you just said, you don't really notice him. Not in the like he hasn't been making a huge effect on the ice. But the guy still has ten points for the Rangers. Right. I
1: don't even think it's that Kreider has gone cold per se. It's just someone else has gotten hot. And that person so is not, Kevin Hayes.
0: It's Kevin that.
1: Hayes, and so you're not noticing Kreider as much as you were. Like before Kreider's neck injury, was there a more noticeable player in the NHL for his team? I don't know. I don't watch every other team as closely as I watch the Rangers.
0: It's, it's, but the Kreider, way, the answer to that is Sidney Crosby, in case you were wondering. I, I'm, I'm just saying. Well, then. um playing out of his mind right now. But
1: Kreider was having such... like, It seemed like whenever Kreider touched the ice, the Rangers were scoring. That Kreider is back. That line is still being super productive. Zabinajan is creating scoring opportunities that other Rangers centers in previous years haven't been able to do. But you're just not noticing it because every time... Hayes, Gravner, and Miller are on the ice. Literally something special is happening, and it's remarkable. Do you
0: think think that's the same reason why we're not noticing Nick Holden right now?
1: I think we're not noticing Nick Holden right now because the Rangers are scoring five goals a game. I think if there will be a time where the Rangers have to win close games, where they have to control puck possession, they have to play effective two-way hockey, and we haven't been noticing – Nick Holden or Dan Girardi making mistakes because whatever mistakes they've been making have been nullified by the fact that nobody can keep up with the Rangers scoring.
0: That's fair. We can say that Brady Shea has developed in a way that we did not see coming. Uh, Well,
1: I think we saw it coming. I just, everyone got so down on him after the preseason. It was kind of remarkable that it was almost like people were ready to jump off the Shea bandwagon because he had, a slow preseason and now that the season's here Brady Shea is basically doing everything everyone hoped Keith Yandel could do and when Shea is doing what he's doing and McDonough is playing at the absurd level he's playing at and you have Mark Stahl playing better hockey you have uh, Adam Klendang who I just want in this lineup more often but he got a start yesterday and guess what Surprise. He played well.
0: Shocker. The
1: Rangers, the Rangers defensive. We're not talking about the Rangers defense being a problem because right now it's not. No, it's- it would be true. Like when, when we were griping on Holden, it was still before this universe where the Rangers were scoring five goals a game and they were playing close games. They were falling behind early. They would have to come from behind to compete. There were legitimate gripes with the Rangers defense because their offense wasn't, just scorching hot and right now the offense is scorching hot well, so my whole point of this the is takes that is- on nick holden just aren't there because he's not nick holden's not the reason the rangers aren't winning Correct. they're winning Correct. regardless of whatever they do defensively and at this point hank could have a bad game between the pipes and it almost doesn't matter
0: right well my point with this was this is that even the defensemen are helping out. Right now, Ryan McDonough has nine points. Brady Shea has eight points. Nick Holden has seven points. Even the, even the defense is providing offense for this team. So, like you said, this is not sustainable, and we can't expect this forever. But uh, this team has firepower all throughout, and I, I don't expect it to stop throughout the year.
1: Well, the the, def- the defensive players are providing scoring opportunities because for the first time in what seems like 10 years, the Rangers have a competent power play. And that competent power play, the both units, one unit's being um, manned by Ryan McDonough, the other unit's being manned by Brady Shea. So naturally, if your power play's playing well, those two guys are going to be heavily involved in the point production on the power play, which is why they have combined for, was it 17 points so far this year? Correct. Majority of which are assists. Um, I don't even think Shea has a goal this year. I think Shea all eight not of have a goal. Points,
0: He's uh, yeah, they're all
1: assists. So, McDonough, McDonough like, the those, those 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 guys are going to put up offensive numbers, or and Nick Holden, to his credit, gets offensive numbers because oh, he is more often than not on the ice at the same time as. It seems like, whenever the um, top line is on the ice, which is has been a John Kreider and Zuccarello or they cycle through and they're matched up with the third line which right now is seemingly the most productive line in the NHL. It's
0: it actually seems nuts to me looking just at this that Chris Kreider's shooting percentage is 9.1. That's so low. Just I it's Yeah, I but like he's a volume shooter. It. Yeah, that,
1: he's a volume shooter, so right. Guys that take, you know, it's like saying um uh, Kobe takes a lot of shots, so of course his field right. goal percentage is not going to be as good as uh, someone that. Steph
0: Curry. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Steph
1: isn't a great example. No, it's that's like a terrible example. No, but it's like um, <clears throat> like the like when Shaq and Kobe played together, Shaq's shooting percentage is always going to be higher than Kobe's right. because Shaq he, he's only taking shots that he could basically make in the paint, right. whereas Kobe. Is Kobe, and he's just a high volume shooter, and he puts up from anywhere because he thinks he can score from anywhere, which is kind of like Chris Kreider. Right. It's a little different in the NHL because I'd rather have high volume shooters than someone picking their shots when they want them. Right. Uh, that's probably a terrible example. That'll get.
0: I think that was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah it was pretty bad. Yeah,
1: um, not my best. But so I did want to talk about the third line because the third line right now you is mean, You mean the first line? I mean, seemingly, right? Yeah. Like, we're, we're joking. We I know that I Hayes, Miller, and Grabner is not the first line, but, man, Kevin Hayes is taking his game to a level that I am not 100% positive I ever thought was possible. I
0: well, never I kind of thought out of Kevin Hayes. Kevin
1: Hayes had a poor year last year. I don't think anyone can find any statistic that says Kevin Hayes played better than what the numbers suggest.
0: The Blackhawks let Kevin Hayes go. Can we just talk about that?
1: Well, no, I don't really blame them for that because that's like saying the National Predators let Jimmy Vesey go.
0: That's true. It's not
1: really their fault. No. Uh, Hayes didn't want to sign in Chicago, so he went to college for four years and waited for it and took the risk instead of taking the guaranteed money. And he trusted in his ability to make something happen, and he's doing it. It's just Hayes and Spurts, his rookie year, looked phenomenal. He looked great. He looked like someone that could be a force – in the top six last year, Kevin Hayes rarely looked like that kind of player. He struggled. He had a sophomore slump. It was less than ideal. It had some Ranger fans thinking, myself included, that maybe Kevin Hayes could be used as trade bait for the right piece. And the Rangers reluctant, uh, reluctant, really resisted the urge to make that trade. They trusted their ability to. Develop this player, and they wanted to see what they could get out of him. And you know what they're getting out of him? They're getting out of him the top six forward. That is, like many other players on this Rangers team, playing on a line that they normally wouldn't play on just because there's so many damn forwards. But there is no question, Kevin Hayes, Michael Grabner, and J.T. Miller, at this very moment, just like the Mika, Kreider, Buknevich line was Earlier this year, the third line is the Rangers' best line, night in and night out. Kevin Hayes is making plays. Rick,
0: you are you struggling. My voice, voice is you're dying, son.
1: How do you think I feel? I'm the one that actually has to like put these words
0: out there. I know. Yeah, I'm just you know I'm just letting you know. I'm trying to get you through this. I'm trying to pump you I up. You could do it, man. I had a very I had a
1: very long weekend. It sounds uh, like you
0: did a lot of whiskey.
1: <laughs> no, no whiskey. But I know. A lot I just, of I'm just
0: saying what it sounds like. You know. I'm yeah. Not saying. Don't, don't drink whiskey, kids.
1: But, yeah, Kevin Hayes is just – he's making plays offensively that I I, ne- I, I, wanted him to make, but I never really thought he'd be able to make. You know what I mean? No, I do. I he- I never really thought this would be the Kevin – I'm so happy that Kevin Hayes is living up to his potential, and we are witnessing him taking what I hope is a bit of a leap. But if I'm being completely honest – I never really thought Kevin Hayes would get to this point.
0: Well, no, he looks way faster than he did last year on the ice. His oh, past please, whatever, whatever
1: you do, whatever you do, do not mention the fact that he lost twenty pounds. I, I just what, that those kind of stories just.
0: I was not doing that. They annoy me. I know you I, weren't. I'm doing it.
1: This is given you provided me a perfect time to just. It's Kevin Hayes losing twenty pounds, or or James for, uh, dedicating himself to an offseason workout. Sure, that is definitely part of the reason Kevin Hayes is making this leap. But it is one of many factors. So I just – there are a lot of people being like, well, he lost 20 pounds is probably one of many reasons why he's better, including he's finally taking to the coaching. He's playing with the right people on his line. The Rangers' offense is just flat out better than it was – like, it's one of many. Let's just – I just – I get annoyed whenever someone brings up either a broadcaster or a pundit or someone that covers the team and says, ah, Kevin Hayes looks quicker, he looks smaller, he looks more compact. He lost twenty pounds in the off season. He red, rededicated himself in the off season to training and yada yada. Stop! It's, it's such lazy storytelling, is what I'm trying
0: to get at. I listen. I was about to say, seems like a better passer. <laughs> I know. was it but going. He just was it going for He the just seems pounds? more.
1: He just seems more confident in the offensive zone. He he's not forcing the play. He's letting it come to him. If whereas last year he would at times. Be uh, the kind of player. Sorry, I am hitting my microphone. I see I don't that. Need yeah, this. Uh, He is. He was the kind of player last year that seemed so eager to get the puck off his stick. Where this year, if he's got to carry the puck behind the net to create a play for his charging wingers behind them, he's doing it. If he needs to dump and chase, he's doing that. If he needs to make an early pass to get himself in front of the net. Or a tip in, or a difficult
0: spin-a-rama to Michael Grabner.
1: He's doing it like Kevin Hayes is just doing more offensively. Last year, it really seemed like Hayes was playing with some restraint, and it almost—it really seems like the reins are off him, and he's finally getting it, and that's. That's what I mean by him taking. Part of me
0: feels like this stemmed from those exit interviews that Av talked about last year, where he needed to talk to specific players that were going to be evaluated if they were going to be on this team or not. Now I know that's that's all theoretical, but that part of me feels like that's where this all started. Av sat down Kevin Hayes and said, "Listen, you have all the potential in the world to be on this team, to be to be a top six forward, to really make an impact." And Kevin Hayes went out this summer and did it. He put the time in.
1: But and I think I think you know. Jeff Gordon helped as well because Gordon brings in all these other forwards. It challenges each player to be like, look, if you're not gonna play well, you're we not have play. plenty of other guys here that can play at the level we want them to. And we're not gonna be afraid to move you down or even scratch you if we need to. And that's I, I think, you know, I said it in the off season. Competition can sometimes be the best off season strategy.
0: Well also getting one of your best guys. friends on the team doesn't, you know, doesn't hurt.
1: Oh yeah, I think I think that helps. I think it's interesting that it's just we're what? I'm I'm a lost count. We're basically a month, almost three three plus weeks into the season. Yep. It seems like every week. So the first week was the Chris Kreider show. The second week, everything was VC. And this week, all hail Kevin Hayes. It's I just, I wonder what the theme of next week's going to be. Like, is Hank going to stand on his head?
0: I mean, Grabner was also times? a pretty big part of this week. Let's not, you know. grabner
1: has been great. And I think the thing that gets overlooked is that we're, we're talking about the five goals a game. We scored two shorthanded goals against the Bruins. Unreal. And not just shorthanded, but th- they were more competitive offensive opportunities than the Bruins were getting on the power play.
0: Exactly. Yeah, no, we were crushing the Bruins. And Tuka Rask was 6-0 and going into that game.
1: Unreal. It was, it was, it was truly unreal. Um, but again,
0: I'm pretty as sure much as we can joke we just and text say each other every night, the games are on and we go, can you believe this team? Like, and we just go, I really, I have no way to fathom what's happening right now.
1: I think you send me the, this fucking team. And I send you the, I can't explain what I the fuck we're watching right now. I
0: can't explain it. I just can't.
1: I think we've, we've, we've had that text exchange at least three times and it's, I mean that it is what it, that, that's it. I mean,
0: Oh, it feels great. Greg. I, what, I'm going to keep enjoying it while it happens. I know,
1: but it's just like we're a Rangers podcast. There, a lot has happened in the last week, but there's not a lot to talk about because it's been a continuation of everything that's been going on this year, and everything that's been going on this year outside of a handful of defenders that the Rangers could still improve upon. You don't start, like, if this team starts ten and three, looks fantastic offensively. Hank is rounding in the form, and the defense is exceeding expectations despite. Nick Holden. I can't find something to complain about every week if there's not something worth complaining about. And
0: I got nothing. There's just nothing worth complaining I about predicted, right now. I predicted maybe six this, points. This is we got eight. Uh, yeah, and it's
1: one of those things where you know what? Just fucking enjoy it. It is fun the rest of the way. And there will definitely be some hard times. And we're gonna look back finally on hey, remember those first thirteen games when the Rangers dominated? So instead of trying to be all doom and gloom and find the hole and figure out where the Jenga block is going to pop out of first to ruin everything, because the Rangers are averaging five goals a game during this winning streak, and it's utterly incredible. And they have a plus 26 goal differential, which is, I think, 12 goals better than this team in second place. The
0: Rangers have nine more even strength goals than the Chicago Blackhawks do this season. Both teams have played 13 games. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Yep.
1: So just enjoy the ride, guys. I'm that's just like, enjoying
0: the ride. I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to try and go to some it, games.
1: Yeah, just just have some fun with it because it's it might not get more fun than this. And that's not me trying to be, like, pessimistic or a downer. It's just simple fact that right now is as fun the Rangers have played in a very long time. And that includes when Yager was around, when this team was making their cup run Scoring five goals a night is just fucking fun. And to have the fifth goal last night be Buknevich just embarrassing the backup goalie for the Jets.
0: Destroying him.
1: I think every every Ranger fan everywhere just started laughing.
0: Oh, I get it. Because that that was your your
1: primary – that was just your primitive response to something so silly.
0: Oh, for sure. And he took the Jets defenseman, just like pushed him out of the way. Went right in front of the, the backup goalie and just put it in the net. I Unruh. love that kid. This team is so young. And I think that's one of the other reasons why it's, it's so fun is we have so many guys that are just young. The future looks bright all of a sudden when six months ago I was doom and gloom ready to hang it up. So, I'm, I'm ready. Yep, the I'm Rangers, Speaking I don't know this, how they
1: rebuild on the fly. It happened overnight, and here we are scoring five goals a game.
0: Here we are. I called for a rebuild, and we did it. Congratulations, Rangers. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow. Um, let's talk about the upcoming schedule. So we're going west, and I figure we'll start with this Tuesday versus the Canucks. So now we're going to do our favorite segment, National Holiday of the Day and Ranger Game. So I'm going to pick the top three national holidays of these days. I figured I'd narrow it down to three, and then we're going to go over them a little bit. Uh, so it's National right. National Dunce Day versus the Canucks. It's also National Young Readers Day, and it's National Ample Time Day. <laughs> The ample, national ample time national ample time, day. ample time day like oh you have a lot of time by the way it's also election day so we're all winners then <laughs>
1: we're all winners yeah that's a word for it
0: yeah I guess so. that is a word ample for ample it. time day. day how does that work like they just
1: I, is there like extra minutes in the day like yeah. is it actually a day where like there's 25 hours for like, some reason I thought that was out, I
0: guess, that I'm was
1: Sunday back. Sunday there was 25 hours the amp, national ample time day should have been on Sunday
0: that's actually true what are they doing who makes these And people have to pay. We've talked about that. Um, I know they should. They should call me before this Canucks game is one of the last games at home before we take the West Coast road trip. This Canucks team right now is struggling a little bit. I expect. I expect points. I know, and I I, side rant, side rant. I don't know what team I would feel bad against playing right now. I I don't know. I think
1: we we discussed this last week. I think, and I said the Canadians, and then they promptly gave up ten goals. Yep, and I said Blackhawks,
0: and the Blackhawks have won six in a row. So.
1: So maybe it's the Blackhawks. Maybe I was an idiot.
0: Maybe you are. Maybe you were.
1: Can I just talk about that Canadian game for a second, though? Oh, for sure. So my buddy, uh friend of the pod, Jeff Belinsky, who's been on this podcast before to talk hockey with us, we have a season long bet going about uh DraftKings. Every day we make a DraftKings lineup. And the most games each week, head to head, you have to get the other person a gag gift. And the winner at the end of the year has to buy the other or treat the other person to a Rangers. Devil's game of their choice. Okay.
0: Um, How's that going um, for you, Greg?
1: Not great. I've lost all four weeks. Good, <laughs> but not just did I have I been losing. I have this uncanny ability, bully, and this has. It was highlighted on Friday night when I picked the Canadians going up against the Blue Jackets, and Al Montoya gave up ten goals. You had Al Montoya. What well, he got fucking. Let it out to dry. Usually, if someone gets up, it, it, it was, just never play a goalie, I'm better off. But I shit you not, Montoya was worth about five, negative five points. So not only would I have been better off if I didn't play a goalie, I would have been significantly better off if I didn't play a goalie.
0: That's pretty incredible. Like, so you did it. If I just had a
1: zero at goal, I did. I, it's a goalie to put together a worse performance than that. I don't think it's going to be possible. Ten goals. No, it's. I guess the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets tied for 28th in the league in goals scored. By the end of the game, they were tied for 10th.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's um, pretty, pretty historical. I'm glad the Canadians lost that Unbelievable. one. Anyway, uh, next game. Unbelievable. The Flames. At the Flames. Uh, it's National Chicken Soup of the Soul Day. Okay. 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 I don't know
1: why the books got their own day, but go um, I on. I guess
0: so. National Girls Learning Code Day. Hey, girls. You like code. Girls, learn, girls like, learn what now? Code. Like coding. Code. Like, like writing. Just, like, I could use that. Help. Like Python or Ruby. You know, like getting getting. Nerdy I don't know what it. that is. Keep going. All right, good. And national pizza with the works except anchovies day. Okay, a little bit of hate on the anchovies. What about too much? How I can eat?
1: you call it the works if you're literally not putting something on it?
0: Yeah, like how is it the full thing? You're not getting everything. You're just, you're not being accepting of anchovies. And anchovies aren't that bad. Really, they're good. Are they good? You think your are good?
1: Right. Uh, I mean, I'm not a personal fan, but I don't like them.
0: All right. Sounds good. Uh, I want to just apologize that Greg's been a bit robot today. So we have a little bit of shed. No, man. Know? I think
1: it's on your end this time, buddy. You
0: think so? I don't know. I kind of that. think it's your internet
1: connection. You're the one that lost the internet earlier just before like this. I
0: kicked my router, my friend. Um, yeah, this is rough, though. I'm not going right. to lie to you. All right. Sounds good. Well, we'll, uh, we'll do our best to fix this for next week. So we're really sorry. And thanks for dealing with us this week. All right, last last game before we move on to some nonsense, a little bit of Cubs and then Planet of Earth, uh, at the Oilers a rematch of a game with Connor McDavid. By the way, Connor McDavid is an incredible. Even though he was minus three that game we played him, he, yeah. he is so he's, fucking good. He's the truth. He really is. He's the truth. I I'm gonna hate that kid someday. I don't hate him now, but I will hate him someday. Uh, it's it's absolutely uh, it's International Tongue Twister Day. Okay. Uh. All right. Say that
1: six times fast.
0: Or right, I will not. And National Indian Pudding Day. Let's go. Let's give a shout out to Indian Pudding. Woo!
1: What the hell is Indian Pudding? I don't
0: know. <laughs> and uh
1: like, is Indian Pudding? What, what is Indian Pudding? Like, I don't even know. And
0: it's also a starter a rumor day. Hey, want to start a rumor on November? 13th? start a little starter rumor. No.
1: Start a rumor. Yeah, a
0: little starter rumor.
1: Was that really the day? I honestly, your internet's been so bad today. I didn't even hear you say the third one.
0: Really? Wow. I don't know what's going on. I'll have to double check. I really. Before.
1: I'm just gonna say, dude. I, I really do think it's on your end because. Oh listen. When we were just shooting the shit before this podcast started, you're the one that lost internet, not me. All
0: right, maybe it's so maybe it's that. So I want to just apologize for all that today. Not that we don't have more to apologize for. I don't know where you're listening to this because you know we only give the best analysis, but we love you all anyway. Let's move over to we'll talk a little bit about the Cubs, just just briefly. I know everyone's talked about the Cubs and uh to the to the gills at this point. Uh, with the Cubs winning the World Series, do you expect them to be the... Well, they already are the favorites for next year. You are a Mets fan. Are you expecting them to win again next year already?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean... Yeah, but, yeah, I'm pouring in making odds right now because anything could fucking happen between now and February. Like The makeup of the league will change completely depending on who signs where and who gets traded. So... Not to completely shit on your question, but I'm going to completely shit on your question. Go ahead. Say, Go ahead. There's like, just no point in prognosticating right now. It's like trying to figure out who's going to win the you know, 2020 presidential election. Nobody, because Kanye. it's not going to be United Kanye. States. Because, I mean, who knows? But yeah, are the Cubs going to be good for a really long time? Absolutely. Because what's the most significant piece they're going to lose this offseason? Maybe Dexter Fowler. Yeah, you, you Even if they lose off. Fowler, they got. Yeah, but they got Albert Almora, they got Jorge Soler, they have Ben Zobris They can play in the outfield. They have a bum by the name of Jason Hayward.
0: Hey, Chris Bryant can play in the outfield. They, the Cubs
1: are just insanely—they're in, they are insanely rich in depth. So if they lose Fowler,
0: well, let me ask this question then: Was I don't that think the, it makes one a damn of the best difference. baseball games you've ever watched? At least top five, game seven.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was fantastic from start to finish. It had everything. Like, whatever you wanted in that game, that game had it.
0: I totally agree with you. I watched it in a bar in New York City where I ordered the biggest beer of my life. That was way too much money. But I did enjoy it. Anyway, that didn't make any sense.
1: No, I watched it at home and just enjoyed watching it with people on the internet because everyone was losing their mind.
0: Everyone was losing their goddamn mind. So it was a great game. Let's talk a little bit about Planet Earth 2 and a a two-minute video we watched today of an iguana escaping Possibly the most amount of scary snakes I've ever seen in my life.
1: A newborn iguana escaping, not just one, but literally what seemed like 50 snakes.
0: We're going to post this video on our Twitter at Blue Shirt. Greg, if you haven't already. The iguana's got skills. If you haven't already done this.
1: Oh, I've already put it. It's on our Facebook page and we retweeted it. It's all good. Okay, so it's Um, already
0: up there now. If you guys are, what we're about to talk about, you want to see it, it's incredible. This video is two minutes long. First off, I need to know how they get these shots. Do these guys just wait there for, like, ages? For I, think they put,
1: I think they put GoPros on the other snakes. Like, there are snakes <laughs> that aren't involved in this chase that are just the camera people.
0: These shots they get are... Because I don't know how they do it. Are I are have no idea Laquata. where they're shooting this from. It, it really looks like it's a movie. Like, the snakes are planned to be there. But they're not. This is just brutal nature. And this, this newborn iguana is deking... All these snakes that are just coming at him at millions of miles per hour. They're biting at his legs. He's trying to get to, the, to somewhere safe. Does he even know where safety is? There could be snakes anywhere.
1: No, uh, my favorite part of the entire video is the sup bro iguana at the end who's just already chilling on top of this lava-covered rock mountain and is like, I told you not to go down there, bro.
0: I told you. you fucking
1: idiot. I told like you. The look on the iguana's face is like, yeah, no shit. Don't be on the ground. Did you not see those things already? What are you, nuts? What are you, what are you nuts? There's
0: 70,000 snakes chasing me. Um, I was I – I paused the video when, this, when he got he – do I spoil it? Do I spoil what happens in the middle of the video or do we just tell everyone? No,
1: because at this point I think everyone has seen it.
0: Okay. They – the snake catches the iguana and I was like, man, planet Earth is brutal. Like I can't, this guy's going to get eaten. I'm going to watch this now. When he makes that escape, I like fist pumped. I was at my job. I was having a shitty day. I was like, you know what? This is what I needed to get through. This guy escapes. I him. just,
1: I. It further proves I don't know what a catch is because if you ask me, I think that one <laughs> is uh, forward progress was stopped. He should have been down by contact.
0: <laughs> That's the funniest thing you've said in a long time. Um,
1: I, 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 I might have stolen that from uh, uh, again. Jeff okay. gave me great material today. He, Jeff's actually my writer. Um, is he a writer? Every now and then, I just yeah, I sprinkle in stuff he sends me. Like just say it on the podcast. All right.
0: Well, we're gonna take add credit this credit one a little about. early because the internet seems to be a little funky today. And that's why, that's what, my apologies, oh, we'll, we'll get that fixed up next week and uh, make sure that's good. So let's uh, let's go Rangers. It, we'll, also, it also
1: helps, it's it's literally hurting me to talk, I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah, of course, so that's why I finished, we'll finish really Well, my apologies everyone, uh, we love you all, we'll be back next week, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the 5-goal Ranger team, hopefully they'll uh, they'll take care of the business on the West Coast trip, we'll be back on Monday, uh, Tuesday morning next week when we, we'll be facing the Canucks again next Tuesday, but again on their home ice on the West Coast trip. Um you can follow us on, on Twitter at Bullshit's Break. Go to our Instagram, Bullshit Breakaway, our website for Facebook is Bullshirts Breakaway also and our Bullshitbreakway.com you can buy a t shirt. Uh, Greg, anything to say before we go?
1: Um, no. I I'm excited to stop talking
0: the rest of this day so I can just rest my voice. Sounds good. All right guys, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Love you all. Bye bye. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker
1: here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music?